listening to Inside the Crew, the only radio show dedicated to all things Columbus Crew and the beautiful game. Sponsored by Coda, a trusted mobility sponsor of the Columbus Crew. Here's your host, Chris Doran. And welcome to Inside the Crew. Glad you're with us on the eve of the MLS playoffs for the Columbus Crew and Atlanta United kicking off tomorrow night, 7.55 at Lower.com Field. The place is sold out. Should be a raucous atmosphere on a very chilly night, no doubt. Uh, And looking forward to that. We hope your Halloween night has wrapped up safely for everybody. You're now sitting on the living room floor going through the candy. I understand that. Uh, And making sure that no one's sneaking off to bed with extra special treats before they put their heads on the pillows. Uh, We hope your evening has been terrific. We're glad you're with us. Our show tonight brought to you by Typico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold, and by Ohio Cat, the official construction equipment provider of the Columbus crew. 7.55 kickoff tomorrow. We'll have a pregame show that begins at 7 o'clock. You can listen to us on the ride to the parking lot tomorrow evening. We'll kick the show off tomorrow night at 7 with Issa Tall, who oversees player personnel and strategy for the club. He's an assistant GM with the Columbus crew. Should be a great conversation. Tonight, we're going to hear from Steve Cangelosi, who will be on the call for Apple Television from LDC. We'll also hear from Jason Longshore, who will be a part of the broadcast for Atlanta United fans down in Atlanta. And we'll also talk with uh, Andre Zamet, the VP of Sportsbook at Typico Sportsbook, and how this new format in the postseason for Major League Soccer, in the first round anyway, is actually upping the ante in the sportsbook world and for our partner, Typico Sportsbook. We're looking forward to that conversation in just a few minutes. Heard from Wilfried Nancy yesterday at Ohio Health Performance Center. He had watched the weekend of playoff games. Could not put together really a strategy in terms of how do you approach it? You're down two goals, for example, in the 60th minute. Do you play with five forwards? You know, I mean, there there are just a lot of different ways to look at it. It's one game at a time. It's the best of three. We're going to decide who the winner is at the stadium because we go to kicks from the penalty spot on a level game at the end of 90 minutes. You know, I I thought and I said to Coach Nancy yesterday, I feel like you guys are just going to play it the way you play it you play 96 minutes and and you go for the win no matter what we know that we're gonna have difficult moments we know that we're gonna try to approach the game the same way so front foot uh, try to attack the box uh, the opposite box uh, as often as often as we can and uh, and the one we're gonna have bad moments or not bad moments when we will not have the ball we're gonna have to defend and if we need to defend for two minutes, let's do it. If we have to defend for 20 minutes, we're going to have to do it also. It's a battle of power. But for sure, my approach will not change. No. We play a game. We know the context. Second game, first game, third game, I don't know. We know the context, but we play the way we believe that is good for us. But knowing that the game is a story and we will have to to find solution for every uh, situation. Head coach Wilfried Nancy yesterday at Ohio Health Performance Center. Atlanta has only won one of game of the last five. One of those games was a draw with Columbus, of course, down at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Columbus is undefeated in six with three victories in that stretch of six. So when you think about Atlanta, are you paying attention to those top opponents they played late in the season? Are you thinking about the games where they didn't get results or... Are you focused on your own game? I was like, we must have, yes, okay, we're going to see the way they play, the last game that they play against Cincinnati and the, all the last game. But again, the, 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 
the way we play, this is not the same style of play of the opposite team or the other team. So they're going to try to prepare something. I don't know what they're going to prepare, but that's why I like to focus on us. Uh, the idea is to try to be more detailed offensively, to have a, a different animation, to be able to change if we need to change during the game. And for Atlanta tomorrow night, no Thiago Almada. He has been generally kept in check when Columbus and Atlanta play one another. He's only got one assist in his career against the black and gold. But they do have good players. They've got great guys off the bench, and they've got a thinking coach who can solve problems on the fly. Atlanta has really good players. It's a really good team, as you know, so they can play really good football also. So... So we know that we're going to have moments that we're going to have to run after the ball. So the idea is to try to, uh, to do it, uh, um, try to avoid that for a long time. And of course, uh, head coach Wilfried Nancy, a former player himself in France, I asked him yesterday if he had been given any valuable advice when it comes to taking kicks from the penalty spot when he was a youngster, and he says he doesn't have a lot to share in the way of advice for his team when it comes to kicks from the penalty spot, which is the way we'll solve draws at the end of a tied regulation period. And uh, when I was a player, you know, my mom, uh, 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 I missed a few PKs and then I didn't want to take the PK anymore. And my, my mom was not able to, um, she didn't understand nothing in terms of uh, football, but she was sad to see me crying. So she decided to uh, pick me and to put me on the pitch and uh, she tried to show me how to kick a, a PK, but she was not able to do it. But the message behind that was, you're gonna miss maybe, but you have to try, so just try it. So that's why it's sticking to my mind and uh, this is what I said to the players. Be there, if you feel that you are confident to take it, do it. I will not uh, tell you something because sometimes, what does it mean when you miss the PK? It means that you had the bad technique or the goalkeeper was good. Always the same debate. So that's why for me, it's a mental exercise. Yes, we try, going to work on that with uh, different situations, but... Um, advice for that i don't have uh, just to avoid the situation altogether i think is what coach wilfried nazi will be looking for tomorrow night and in this entire series with atlanta that hopefully for black and gold fans only lasts two games and it begins tomorrow night at lower.com field kickoff seven fifty-five, pregame seven o'clock when we come back we'll talk to steve cangelosi of apple television as we continue tonight on inside the crew Tweet from a listener. Are you carrying the Buckeye game today? Considering we've never not carried one, yes. The answer is yes. The fan. Welcome back to Inside the Crew. Get set for tomorrow night's game between Atlanta and Columbus at a sold-out lower.com field. Pre-game show, 7 o'clock. We're going to talk to Issa Tall, who's an assistant GM with the club and oversees player personnel and strategy. Looking forward to that interview at the top of the hour. So on your drive to the stadium, join us on 97.1 The Fan for the extended pre-game show. Kickoff, 7.55 tomorrow night. First round of the best of three series. Remember, we've got to have a winner coming out of each game. We'll go to penalty kicks at the end of 90 if the game is level on the scoreline. Steve Cancellosi will be in the booth at LDC tomorrow night he'll be working for apple tv as he's been doing all season long steve first of all welcome back to the show thanks for joining us and congratulations on being assigned to what i think will be the most exciting first round playoff series in the mls postseason 
I'm glad you started off with that because Danny Higginbotham, my partner and I, we were not sure what series we would get. But in the back of our mind, I think both of us said if they give us Atlanta and Columbus, that will have a chance to be the most entertaining of the eight first round series. So no complaints on this end, Chris. That's great to know. And you as a longtime hockey announcer in the New York, uh, New Jersey area. No to dress warmly when you go to a hockey game. You're going to have to dress extra warm with chilly air in the uh, forecast for tomorrow night. Yeah, and I think that that's something that plays into what we're going to see in this uh, opening game in particular. Uh, I don't know what the low is going to be Wednesday. I saw maybe in the high 20s for this opening game. And I think this has to do with Atlanta. How they react to being taken out of their comfort zone here, Chris, on a number of levels, when you think about it, they've won only once on a grass surface all season long. That was a July game in Montreal. The other road games that they won were on artificial turf. This is going to be a cold night. They're used to playing in the uh, very climate controlled Mercedes Benz Stadium. And, of course, the biggest element taken out of their comfort zone, no Tiago Almada, an MVP candidate for this first game. What is your reaction to the Almada absence tomorrow night? Are there big changes for Coach Pineda or, you know, does he seamlessly move players around as he has had to do throughout the course of the season? I don't think he's going to get wild and crazy here, but that's just a guess on my part. My opinion is that Atlanta has been better with four in the back this season i think they'll stay uh with that setup so knowing that there's no like for like replacement for tiago almada and all the things he does i think he wants to play to the strengths other than almada that still exist for his team maybe the best pure pure finisher in the league in yorgos yakamakis how do you provide service for someone who scored 17 goals without almada on the field well i think that the most likely scenario here is to slide in a player like Shande Silva just from the wide left position that he's been playing to more of a number 10. Uh, this is a player who receives the ball very well with his back to goal and is capable of making plays. That's not the only option. And in my conversation with Gonzalo Pineda yesterday, he pointed to that. We've got a number of options here. And Chris, I think the bigger point here is that I think he enjoys having Wilfred Nancy guess about this in the lead up to Wednesday night's game one. That's a great point. Steve Cangelosi joins us on Inside the Crew. He's been assigned the game tomorrow night for Apple Television. Longtime voice of the Red Bulls in New Jersey and New York. And of course, uh, professional hockey announcer was it? It was with uh, New Jersey, right? New Jersey Devils. Yeah. Part of that crew for 16 years, Chris. Fantastic. Um, Steve, the guessing game is something you bring up, and we heard that from head coach Wilfried Nancy yesterday. He was kind of flapping his hands in the air saying, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I I don't know. <laughs> but one of the things that he's relied on over the course of the season is the in-game adjustments. And you've seen that because you've covered plenty of crew games. Um, really adept, not just with making the decisions, but having the execution carried out by the players on the field. He's a smart coach, Chris, and let's be real. It'll probably take him three or four minutes to figure out exactly what Atlanta is trying to do and then implement, you know, that response and the formation of his players accordingly. 
The common bond of this series is they're both capable of scoring goals. And I think Atlanta is capable of that, by the way, with or without Almada. But the possession of the ball for each of these teams, they are one and two in possession in MLS. And talking to both sides in the lead up to this game, so much of what they do defensively is based on the simple premise of keeping the ball. I think you could say that about Atlanta. And I think you can clearly say that about Columbus. You've watched the team from start to finish this year. You know, maybe their most common method of defending is the simple premise of when we have the ball, we control it. They don't have it. And therefore, they can't score. I'm interested to see how the chess game plays out once it's determined which one of these teams is able to go impose its will in the possession game more and how the other coach adapts in that situation. For this game one, I think it's a big advantage for the crew. Apple Television, Steve Cantrellosi joins us on Inside the Crew. In front of a sold house tomorrow night, does Atlanta get uh, antsy without the kind of possession you're talking about, Steve? Uh, it's possible, and this is a team that's conceded far too many goals now for the two full seasons that Gonzalo Pineda has been head coach of the team. Look, they've done some nice things under Pineda. I'm not sure what his long-term future is, but last year, Chris, they conceded 51 goals. And at the end of the year, everyone was saying that's too much. It's too much if we're going to be considered among the big boys in MLS. What happens this year? They concede even more, 53. So that's an area of concern for this club. What I think they have going for them in the lead up to this game is that they've done things more rigidly and I think uh, more cohesively defensively than they were doing for most of the year. And a lot of that has to do with Luis Abram, the Peruvian defender who's come in. He settled in nicely in that back four, and he's been a difference maker as opposed to what was happening with Atlanta earlier this year when they were bleeding goals. But look, there's still a lot going on there. And Pineda himself is one that said, we're our worst enemy at times. About 70% of the goals we've conceded, we've inflicted on ourselves and that has to stop if you're going to beat quality teams like the crew apple tv play-by-play extraordinaire steve cangelosi joins us on inside the crew on assignment tomorrow night in the wednesday night showdown of game one of the best of three series between columbus and atlanta you've been in the league a long time steve Uh, we've seen various formats in the postseason what's your take on this best of three in the first round of the playoffs The best of three doesn't bother me, and I know that's been uh, a source of discontent for a lot of people on social media, and I kind of expected that, Chris, in particular in this first wave of games. But here's the simple math here. Once you get to the second game, of each of these best of three series, then it becomes must win for one of the teams in those games. One of the teams in round two, and of course, if they get to the final third game, it's must win for each of those sides. So I think the more compelling part of these series, obviously, are still to come. And I think once we get there, a lot of the complaints that you've been seeing in the first few days of this postseason will go away. I've always said the best two out of three series is something that I think can cultivate and intensify rivalries. I have no problem with that. When the team expanded to a nine club in each conference format, did I think that was a little too much latitude for teams? In all honesty, 
Yes. But none of that will take away from my enjoyment of what we see between now and December 9th. And you have to be honest, the American viewer loves a do or die situation when it comes to postseason sports. And to be able to tune in on any given night, as we have been able to do really in this first round of games, to watch a, a game where players are, you know, fighting for the chance to get that victory at the end of 90 and then be up one nothing going into the second game is actually kind of compelling. I think you're right about this second game. I think it's going to put some of the naysayers uh to quiet if there's a phrase like that and we'll see what comes of it last question for you steve we saw a little bit of this on social media the other night especially with philadelphia up 3-0 against new england some of the folks calling for new england just to play with five up front and see if you can get mm -hmm. those three goals in the second half uh why not you have nothing to lose it doesn't matter what the final score is so when i was watching it and when i was playing that situation out in my own mind what i was saying to myself is this if i'm clint pa i keep doing what i'm doing and i'm hoping gustavo Bo is going to make a play for my team okay i would have given it 15 to 20 minutes of just doing the things that we usually do and one goal i think flips it a lot Agreed. and remember in the aftermath of Bo finally scoring to make it a three to one game they did strike a crossbar, Chris. And if that ball sinks just a few inches lower past Andre Blake, maybe we're having a completely different conversation in the aftermath of that game. I think we're more likely to see that from, let's say, the 70th minute on if more teams find themselves in those situations. But New England gave it a go. They just didn't have enough at the end, especially without Carlos Heal on the field. Steve, I hope you have a great call tomorrow night at Lower.com Field. It's always wonderful to have you in the house, and it's great to have you on the show. Thanks for being a part of it. Always enjoy these trips to Columbus. I'll see you Wednesday night. Apple TV's Steve Cancellosi joining us on Inside the Crew. Thanks to Kirk Reynolds of MLS Communications for helping us with that interview. Like our Columbus crew, Wendy's new crew meal deal is massive. You can grab 18 bucks and feed your crew today at participating Wendy's for a limited time. When we come back, we'll talk to the vice president of Sportsbook at Tipico Sportsbook. Andre Zamet is next on Inside the Crew. Matty Ice is currently bathing himself in creamy jalapeno dip. And I've officially run out of ways to tease this show. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays at noon. The Fan. Nation. Welcome back to Inside the Crew. Getting set for Atlanta, Columbus tomorrow night. Lower.com field. Sold out show. Uh, game time, 7.55. We'll have the broadcast with an extended pregame show beginning at 7 o'clock. And we'll kick that hour off with a really nice conversation with Issa Tall. He oversees player personnel and strategy. He's an assistant GM with the club. Very interesting guy. I think you're going to enjoy that conversation with Issa tomorrow night. Our show tonight, as always, brought to you by Tipico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold. My thanks to Jack Kennedy and Brittany Snyder for helping to facilitate our next interview. Andre Zamet is with Tipico Sportsbook. He's the vice president of Sportsbook, joins us on the phone. Andre, first of all, congratulations and welcome back to the show. I'll bet you're excited to see uh, the extension of the partnership with the Columbus crew move into the postseason for the very first time. Pleasure all mine and always great talking to you and your audience. Does it mean more to you and the company when you can see the investment in a marketing plan extend beyond the term of the regular season and go into a playoff scenario like we're seeing this year? 
Oh, definitely. I mean, like, look, it's very exciting as well for us, you know, the new format change as well, you know, from a sports book betting perspective, you know, the more events you have, it's always more appealing, you know, so with the new format now of the best of three series, that's great, you know, and um, we have offers to really um, back that up as well, you know, so very excited about what's ahead. And we've got uh, 24 hours before kickoff as we're talking in this program. Let's talk to the consumer who is probably not delving into the sports betting world and now likes the competitive value that the playoffs offer. How does one get started with Tipico Sportsbook as it relates to at least betting before the game starts? Yeah, so it's 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 a very easy process when it comes to downloading the app and also registering and depositing money. That's a seamless um, flow as well. But yeah, betting before the game starts, you know, there's many, many exciting propositions as well. You know, which one in the US, which is obviously the phenom- phenomenon is SGP, same game parlay, you know. So I'm always very excited, you know, to look, for example, at the crew game yet tomorrow and just go, oh, I think the crew is going to win the game. It's going to be exciting that it's going to have over 10 corners called Cucho Hernandez will be the guy scoring the first goal in the game. The crew will be winning at halftime. So there's endless possibilities of what you can combine to really make sports betting and the game more exciting and entertaining. It always blows my mind that you have so many of those prop bets. You guys started in Europe. Is is the prop bet as popular over there as it is here? It is, yeah. I mean, like, especially when it comes to player props, corners, bookings, and those things. Yeah, they're very popular with soccer in Europe, you know. And again, we take very much pride in our European business as well that we believe that, for example, for the German Bundesliga, which we're partners with, is we have the most compelling and most accurate odds in the industry as well. Vice President of Sportsbook at Tipico, Andre Zama, joins us on Inside the Crew. It is a bit of a charming story, the relationship between Tipico and the sport of soccer. You guys started that way, didn't you? Oh, it is, yeah. I mean, like in Europe, soccer is what what drives the business. You know, in the U.S., it's the fifth, sixth biggest sport, you know, but we're certainly seeing positive trends as well. And um, I mean, the likes of Messi joining and, you know, also... In the horizon, the World Cup and Copa America in the US next year, there's obviously a lot of traction, you know, so we're very excited about continue to enhance and improve our soccer product for our customers. And you guys honed in on the Columbus crew, which I thought was very interesting. In fact, you began your marketing campaign with the Columbus crew before sports betting was legal in the state of Ohio. Correct. Yeah, it's one. It's an amazing partnership we have with the crew. You know, it just... It brings so much value as well to us, Tipico, in the state of um, Ohio and Columbus, especially, you know, and um, yeah, the partnership goes over and above as well, you know, so the quality of players we're seeing coming in from that channel is really good for the book. Let's go back to those uh, prop bets, because I'm interested in that. Who in the office sets the line on this stuff? I mean, you look at the guy who's typically getting the yellow card. Sure. Okay. He's going to get a yellow card, but I don't know. Um Rudy Camacho doesn't get a lot of yellow cards. Does does the guy in the office who sets these lines, is he the one who says, you know what, we're going to make this, this a little bit more compelling on the app? Yeah, so, so I've been in the industry for over 20 years now. So I remember the good old days of, you know, coming up with these kind of props, you know, five, six individuals sitting around the table. 
everyone doing their homework, you know, whether it's qualitative and quantitative data, and then coming up to a consensus, and that's the odd that the customer would be presented with. These days, obviously, the industry has evolved, you know, so there's a lot of machine learning modeling, um, you know, so it's a lot automated, you know. So what you would see out there in the in the industry is a lot more similarities. But then what we would do from our end is, you know, for example, do we want to select a specific player and be more compelling to the to the um, uh, to the customer out there? Or do we potentially are seeing maybe more risk being built on a specific outcome that we want to adjust the odds accordingly? So it's more machine driven, but at the same time, then you do a lot of risk management and also offering exciting offers to the customer. Andre Samet is the vice president of Sportsbook at Tipico. He joins us on Inside the Crew. An extension of the partnership between the black and gold and Tipico as we head to the postseason with the matchup against Atlanta tomorrow night. Uh, As we talk about the format for Major League Soccer's first round of the playoffs, there has to be a winner at the end of the night tomorrow night. Andre, does that help your industry or does that work against what your industry typically offers? It helps for sure, because anything additional that you could offer, um, it's going to bring in handle and revenue, you know. So even if after 90 minutes, you know, and, you know, in the past it was like, oh, the game ends in a tie, then it goes to the second leg. Now you're going to be offering exciting props on penalty shootout as well. Who's going to win the penalty shootout over a number, over an under number of goals being scored? Um, will the crew score the next penalty or miss it? You know, so, so there's a lot of excitement which goes over and above the regular time of a soccer game. And so I'm, I'm literally, I mean, I'm not doing it obviously, but fans who are on the Typico app are literally placing their bets before Cucho steps up to take that kick from the penalty spot. Correct. Yeah. We usually tend to try and keep the odds and the markets up as quick as possible. So yeah, you could, um, let's say if Cucho is taking the second penalty, um, as soon as Atlanta would take their first penalty, the odds are still available. As he's walking to the spot, that's when we would obviously then block the odds, you know. So it's exciting that we try and maximize the uptime of these odds being available. And so based on data that you've seen in the first few rounds of, of playoff activity, because this is not how it is in Europe. They go with the full table. And at the end of the season, if you're number one, you're number one. We go with the playoffs. Are, are you seeing that kind of activity in, in playoff? We haven't had any kicks from the penalty spot. So, uh, but are you seeing that sort of late game activity on your, on your data? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, like, this is not just specifically for MLS. You know, we do see this in other sports as well. When the NBA, the NFL, the college staff, MLB, NHL all go into the playoffs, you get a lot more traction when it goes to playoffs, you know. Okay. But something like this, you know, it's making, you know, MLS and soccer more exciting. Vice President of Sportsbook at Tipico, this is Andre Zamet. I, I just love talking to you and learning more about the industry. Thanks so much for your time and being on the show. I appreciate and honestly, next time I'm in Ohio, I'm more than happy to do this face-to-face. That, that sounds great. We, we will hold you to that for sure. Thank you so much, Andre Zamet of Typico Sportsbook. At Wendy's, we're focused on what matters. That's why we've made our hamburger square. When you want the best hamburger, squares the beef. Up next, Jason Longshore, Atlanta United commentator on Inside the Crew. If you consider yourself a Buckeye fan, you've come to the right place. This is your heritage sports talker and home of Ohio State Athletics, the fan. Ohio sports destination. 
Welcome back to Inside the Crew on the eve before the playoff series between Columbus and Atlanta. Game time tomorrow night, 7.55. No need to rush home from work and no need to rush to the stadium. And on your way to the stadium, listen to the pregame show. We'll start at 7 o'clock. Issa Tall will kick things off. He's the assistant GM at the club. Overseas player personnel and strategy should be a very interesting conversation as we sort of leapfrog the playoffs, look to the offseason, and consider just how challenging his job will be in helping the Columbus crew build for 2024. But we've got an end to 2023 to write if you steal a page from the head coach's script. The story tomorrow, Atlanta and Columbus, longtime uh, broadcaster and commentator for Atlanta United, Jason Longshore, joins us on the show. Jason, first of all, thanks for being with us on the program. Secondly, you've got to be excited about this Atlanta-Columbus series kicking off tomorrow night. Yeah, I, I, I did not want to see this matchup as an Atlanta United fan. Columbus was the team I wanted to avoid in a best of three. Uh, but now that we get it as a fan of the sport, as a fan of both of these managers, and, and I said last year uh, during his time with Montreal that Wilfred Nancy should have been up for coach of the year and I mean, going to be up for it again this year with the job he's done with Columbus. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best tacticians in the league. Um, I think Gonzalo Pineda is a very underrated manager in this league. And I think the two of them have immense respect for one another. And they're going to have a lot of different little wrinkles to try to throw the other off. And I'm excited to see how they attempt to do it. Jason, as you look at the form for Atlanta, a tie at Cincinnati to round out decision day, a tie in Columbus, or actually against Columbus in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, a loss at Philadelphia, those three games. Do you look at the results or do you look at the opponents and say, mm, you know what, those are like the top three, four teams in the league? Yeah, both. I think um, you wish that you're not fighting from behind in two of those. Uh, Philadelphia was a game that that really got away from them with a lot of frustration on a potential handball that Atlanta could have had. Uh, Gonzalo Pineda vented pretty heavily after the game uh, about the refereeing of Alex Chilowitz in that one. Um, but the team lost their heads as well and, and gave up goals in quick succession. We've seen Philadelphia do this to teams. The fight back in the second half, they almost came all the way back to get a result. Against Cincinnati, it was kind of the reverse, but you still have that fight. That's an important element of this Atlanta United team in 2023. They had two leads against Cincinnati on the road, but they conceded twice, two good goals from Cincinnati to equalize it. And then most of the second half, they had to play without Thiago Almada. And Almada had a moment that we see young players have, and especially young players who are attacking players who get kicked and bumped and elbowed and talked to all game long and sometimes have a tendency to lash out. And that's what happened to Almada in Cincinnati. He was on a yellow, got bumped, uh, kicked out at Yerson Mosquera, and he made a lot of it, but it's a yellow card. There's no way around it. And the team had to play with 10 against Cincinnati on the road. And yeah, the game didn't matter for Cincinnati either way, but they threw everything at it to try to win it. And Atlanta, who has been a at times frail defensive team, Mm -hmm. I think can take a lot out of holding Cincinnati with 10 men off Mm -hmm. the board in that game and getting a result. I think in a way it's not a game that you ever ask for to close out your season. You don't ask for missing your number 10 in the first game of the postseason, but I think it's potentially an unexpected gift for Gonzalo Pineda and for this team 
to go through what they did in Cincinnati, build that confidence. And now you have to turn that into a game against one of the best attacking teams in the league in Columbus. Is there a big concern that Almada is not available for the first game in Columbus? Yeah, I mean, it has to be. Um, I think what helps you if you're Atlanta United and you're Gonzalo Pineda is that in a way there's not a clear replacement. So we could sit here and move the chessboard around four or five different ways and come up with realistic replacements for Tiago Almada. And they run the gamut from, you know, playing five in the back, which a lot of teams would do in game one of the series. I don't think that's Atlanta's way, but it is a possibility without Almada. Uh, you could move one of your wingers inside as a 10. You could play three central midfielders with one of them nominally as a 10. You could bring on a second forward who's going to drop into that space and, and kind of nominally be the 10 from the other side of it. There's a lot of different possibilities when you talk tactical alignment and when you talk personnel. So when you go into a series against a manager like Wilfred Nancy, who's who's so creative and so, you know, such an outside the box thinker in, in the way that he sets his teams up and, and when he looks for, for an edge against an opponent. Now he's kind of on the defensive in a way in terms of he can't be sure how Atlanta's going to approach this. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, again, it's not what you ask for. You'd rather have Tiago Almada in your team. But it does give you an interesting wrinkle in a series where, you know, if it goes three games, you're going to get two shots to get a result against Columbus in their house. And in some ways, this new format gives the underdogs not a better chance, but at least more of a chance to try to steal a game on the road. Jason Longshore, Atlanta United commentator, joins us on Inside the Crew. I have to admit, I was a little concerned to see that we had three weeknight scheduled games for the playoffs. You and I are old enough to know, we won't say how old, (laughs) to remember the times when playoff games were scheduled the week after decision day, and you were lucky if you had half the stadium full. I don't know if Atlanta's ever gone through that before. I've seen it in Columbus years ago, and I've seen it for Chicago, and I've seen it with other clubs, too. Um, you're going to play in front of a sold out crowd at lower.com field on a Wednesday, a school night in Ohio. Um, that's pretty phenomenal. I suspect the response in Atlanta next week will be much the same. Um, first question, how does Atlanta handle the adversarial environment that they will encounter Wednesday night? I think you have to break the game into segments when you're in this kind of a situation, especially without Tiago Almada. I, I however you break it up, it's it's your call, and and different coaches will do it different ways. You can talk about 15 minute segments and break each half into three. You can split the half into two. Whatever it is, I think you have to win each segment and and take the game in pieces. That's the the best approach in something like this. And you also have to do things to try to take the crowd out of it. And I think, and this is something that I've, I've said, and, and we argue about it, you know, the, the commentators like us that do get to travel and we, we get to experience these different environments around the league and different stadiums. I have said since we visited lower.com field for the first time that, of course, for me, outside of Mercedes Benz Stadium, lower.com field is the best stadium in MLS. I, I love the venue. I love the vibe. I love the atmosphere. And when it's rocking, it is a difficult place to be for an opposing team. I think you've got to try to take the crowd out of it. And Atlanta did a good job of that in Seattle with the first game after the League's Cup break. And you were integrating a whole lot of new faces into the team at that point. 
They went on the road to Seattle, and, and I thought the biggest thing they did was they managed the tempo of the match. And this is where having a, a captain and a veteran like Brad Kazan comes into play. Mm-hmm. Slow the game down. And, and look, it's not Atlanta's way. They want to play fast. They want to get out on the break. They, they want to get their attacking players you know, just flying. But at times on the road, you've got to slow the game down. Get the crowd antsy. Get them agitated right. and, and get them a little quieter because you're playing slowly. And that's Pineda's backyard. He knows how Seattle enjoys playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that probably worked to his advantage as well. Jason Longshore, Atlanta United commentator, joining us on Inside the Crew. How do you look at handling the three-game series? There have been plenty of social media posts for and against. Um, I see it as more of an offensive series format, more attacking-oriented. Are, are You agree or disagree? I agree because I think we've seen already and, you know, you get into a situation where the home team gets a lead in game one in an aggregate series. Typically the team on the road who's going to get the second game at home. will then get defensive and, and try to not lose badly. You don't want to lose the series. What's the, the old adage we always throw out in these? Um, you can't win the series in game one, but you don't want to lose it. So teams get defensive in those moments. In this setup, there's no real reason to. And if you fall down two goals or three goals, go back to the New England-Philadelphia game that they kicked us off with these best of threes. Philadelphia comes flying out of there. They get their goals. They knock Carlos Heel out of the game with a hard challenge. New England had chances to actually send the thing to penalties. They, They had opportunities when you go back and look at that game. You know, could they have been even more aggressive? Sure, because if they had conceded again, it didn't matter. If it's just an L, it doesn't matter about the the result, the final you know margin of of the loss. And the other thing too is that the underdog teams, the lower seeds, they get two games to get one result or win a shootout on the road at the higher seeded team, and they have Mm -hmm. to win their home game, of course, but. Getting two shots at it, it's tough to beat a team twice in quick succession in a similar kind of format. So I'm I'm fascinated to see how it plays out across the board. I don't hate the format. I we've been through best of threes back in the day in a variety of different ways. Um, I remember my old Atlanta Ruckus going through a best of three series in the old A League and winning shootouts to get to a championship game and getting getting that to game three. It, it's it's a different format. We can argue format all day. You know, purists are going to say two legs. I think MLS, we had the single game format all the way through. I honestly didn't like that. I, I like the two legs idea. Mm-hmm. But doing a best of three, it changes some of your thinking. And you're right. It makes it more attack minded. I think you're going to see more goals in it. And I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised if we can get out of our own heads about doing something different than the rest of the world or what we've done before. If we can get out of our own heads about that, I think people will enjoy this. I think there's going to be drama. And I think you won't be able to kind of mentally switch off in games late because the home team's winning. The visiting team doesn't want it to get any worse. And it's just going to peter out to conclusion. Jason Longshore, Atlanta United commentator, joins us on Inside the Crew. A couple of quick things real uh, before we let you go. 2017 playoffs, your first year in the league. Uh, Columbus goes to Atlanta, 120 minutes of regulation. We go to kicks from the penalty spot. 
Columbus is able to advance in the playoffs. They went out and uh, beat New York City after that, then lost on aggregate uh, to Toronto, which eventually won the MLS Cup that year. 2019 was another do-or-die situation. It was the U.S. Open Cup, and it was a 3-2 win for Atlanta. So these two teams have met in that do-or-die format before. And the road team got through in both, which is crazy. Right. Um, That game in 2017, if you get a chance as you're preparing for this, watch that game back. That was the best scoreless draw I have ever been a part of in any way. (laughs) You had crazy drama both ways. I think Atlanta might have had more chances that night, but not by a ton. Um, Columbus had a chance at the very end in extra time to win it. Michael Parkhurst, former Columbus crew, you know, hooks that one off the line. It just a, a crazy thing. And then Adam John, who ended up playing for Atlanta later, converts in the penalty shootout to, to knock Atlanta out and he shushed the crowd. We saw a lot of exchange of talent between these two teams over the very brief history of Atlanta United's existence in Major League Soccer. Guys like Darlington Nagby, Julian Gressel today. Uh, you've got Miguel Berry, Derek Etienne Jr. on your squad now. Yep. Uh, Justin Miram yeah. was off to Atlanta from Columbus for a period there. Miram was a absolutely critical acquisition for Atlanta United in that 2019 year where Atlanta won Campeones Cup, won the Open Cup. Miram came in and was just a perfect fit, a perfect guy in the locker room for that group. He ended up playing wingback when Atlanta ran out of fullbacks because of injuries and a suspension, and it fit, and it kind of unlocked everything for the team. Amerim was one of the best midseason acquisitions for Atlanta United in their history. He'll be in the press box tomorrow, and you can catch him online as well as on the radio, too. Jason Longshore with Atlanta United. Thanks so much for being on the show tonight. Anytime. Looking forward to the series. It's going to be a fun one. And that series tomorrow night kicks off again with the start of the game at 7.55 at Lower.com Field. If you're listening tonight on your car or truck radio, please remember to buckle your safety belt. This message brought to you by the Ohio Department of Public Safety. If you're not buckled up, what's holding you back? Our show tonight brought to you by our friends at Tipico Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the Black and Gold, and by Ohio Cat, the official construction equipment provider of the Columbus crew. On the air tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, live from a sold-out lower.com field. It's the playoffs, and it's here on the flagship station of the Columbus crew. This is The Fan. Want to know anything about the fans' contests? How to win? Or what's up for grabs? Check out 971thefan.com. The Fan, Ohio's sports destination. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus.